Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, debris but no cows. And with that, the meeting is adjourned. Okay, everybody, have a wonderful day. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Sorry, I did not realize it moved it to 145 instead of 130. My bad. <clears throat> Listeners, Colin's emails and text messages apparently never contain the same time for <laughs> when to begin. They, they, are, they are never in sync. I always panic when, when do we ever start? <laughs> I do too. I was like, which one is it? Because earlier I texted him and said, what time? He's like, yeah, one thirty. I was like, okay. And then he sent an email that said one forty-five. I was like, okay, well, all right. You never know. Some he's he's the one that's got. It's not me that's the one that's like busy with like crazy job and children. So I'm just like, all right. Well, maybe he had to move something. Okay, it's cool. So like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always right. I was like, ah, yeah. Mm. We'll ask Megan about that. We'll see what she has to say. Mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> is it uh is it raining down by you oh <clears throat> uh, well apparently it did rain because i looked outside a little bit ago and the ground was wet uh i don't know when that happened exactly but uh-huh. it <laughs> it did rain slightly we are sitting at uh it's telling aaron this we are sitting at 34 and thunderstorms Ooh, awesome Yeah, nice. it's like in the 50s and like it looks like it's going to rain, but like, it's like, oh, it's here, 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 it's So maybe it'll rain more. I don't really know. There's lots of strange rain happening. Strange weather abounds. <clears throat> this week has been a little insane with weather, right? Like all over the place. Yeah. Spring time. Hooray. Spring time. We had a tournament Friday and it was like 80 all day. Zero clouds. Like the wind picked up like game two, so I'm pretty sunburned. And then I'm a little annoyed because then proceeding that day, Saturday was like low 40s or 30s, and just wind chill of like 50 miles an hour, and just like cold. And mm. so I was like, I got a sunburn for this, really. <laughs> and then today is like in between, so I'm scared for the rest. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, <clears throat> been wild, man. I rediscovered this week uh, everyone's favorite mildly insane meteorologist. That's right. Mr. Reed Timmern uh, popped back on my radar, pun intended, uh, this week. (laughs) Like, I hadn't actually thought about that dude in a while, and all of a sudden Susan texted me a thing about him that he was doing, and he was, like, giving a, like... The, earlier this week, we were we had some like insane weather, right? Like the Midwest, ladies and gentlemen, the tornado just central, right, all over the dang place. <clears throat> and guess who was live streaming his tornado and storm chasing all week? That's right, it's Reed Timmern. That's that's what's up. Reed. So, <laughs> was I watching some of those this week? Yes. What? <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a there's a joke around Tulsa. I can't think of the weatherman's name. I'll probably look it up here later. But he always has like a suit jacket on. And the thing is that he talks about like crazy weather. But if his jacket's still on, like we're fine. But you only start panicking when you take the jacket off. And so there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of memes going around. They're like, oh, there's a tornado. Whatever, it's like, oh, everyone, don't worry. Stay on your porches. His, uh, his jacket's on, but it's like panic when he says, take the jacket off. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. running joke around here, Tulsa. <clears throat> a good one. 
Yeah, you can. They do that at the like KY three too, right? Because like all of a sudden, all the meteorologists are in the studio. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. It's not just like whoever was on duty that day, right? Because they have like a billion. I don't know why they have so many, but <clears throat> they have like all of a sudden there'll be like four people, four meteorologists in the studio at the same time. You're like, uh oh. Now that's <laughs> it's for real now. Like a lot of whenever they people staring at uh, computer monitors. Yeah, like Brandon Beck. Like they pan to him, and he's just wearing like a random T-shirt, and like, oh, he just like got here. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> so yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Talking about weather. Watching Reed Timmern find tornadoes in the middle of Arkansas and Iowa. And he's in somewhere. T- I don't remember. I was watching earlier today, actually. He's in either Mississippi or Louisiana. Can't recall which one. Because <clears throat> there are some pretty gnarly thunderstorms down there. Chasing hail cores and all kinds of exciting things. So he must have some like baller auto insurance. Because he's like, yeah, we're expecting some like giant hail today. We're gonna drive right in there. Like, okay, yeah. that's. A- yeah, I wonder what kind of when you go to apply for that insurance policy and they ask you, what do you what do you do? Is this, is this are we insuring a business vehicle or a uh, personal vehicle? And you're like, oh, it's a business. Like, great. What is it? Storm chasing? Yeah, meteorology. Like, oh. uh-oh. <laughs> oh, definitely okay. getting the extra hail insurance there, right? Like the. He keeps using the word gorilla hail. And I don't exactly know what that is, but it sounds bad. Um I looked it up earlier. Apparently it's a term coined by him like last year, I guess, for like stupidly large hail. So <laughs> cuz gorillas are big, I guess. That's the connection maybe. I don't know. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, that's what I've learned this week, that that's a thing that apparently more people are starting to say, but mostly him. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't really go too much off of meteorology because the only reference point I have when it comes to anything weather related is the movie Twister. So for the longest time, I was like, if something would be on the news, I'd be like, well, did they do that in the movie? Because, like, if they didn't do it in the movie, it's probably not real, so... Reed is basically Bill Paxton. Right. Like planes a lot, yeah. <clears throat> random truck driving into th- he shot a rocket into a tornado last year. See, um, this is the kind of research <clears throat> that we need to be doing more of. Yeah, Fire and water. earlier this week when I guess I don't remember Arkansas, they flew a drone into a tornado. That's amazing. Well, into like a circulating cloud base, right? I don't know if it was officially a tornado or not. <clears throat> there was debris. No cows, but debris. Um, they flew like a racing drone in there. He like him and his dude like piloted a drone through the tornado. It was pretty crazy. There's uh, some footage of it on his YouTube channel. It's uh, it's kind of wild. <laughs> My favorite moment this week, though, is he pulled over somewhere <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, look over there. They're rotating. The rotation should be right over there." The guy's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And Reed goes, oh, that's because it's right above us. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's because it's right here. Oh, no. Wow. Giant rotating cloud base directly above your car. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, as Bill Paxson would have wanted. So I feel like this is uh, this is good. That's sure. <laughs> we, I even <clears throat> earlier this week, I just put it on in class because he was driving somewhere, and uh, <clears throat> we're talking about weather, right? So while we were working on other things, <clears throat> I had his live stream just up. I muted it just in case you never know, right? Sure. <clears throat> he was not near tornadoes, so he was just like driving on the road. But I don't know if he's reading chat or whatever, but. Uh, I just put it up so they could look at the clouds and all that stuff. 
<clears throat> and they kept showing him, and I was like, guys, this is what real scientists look like. Check him out. And he's wearing, like, the world's ugly sunglasses and, like, a weird hat. Uh, apparently, he's sponsored by Flex Tape, which is hilarious. So, <laughs> he, has, he has this, like, Flex Seal hat on. And <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> it's great. Sure, <laughs> it's hilarious. I only showed it because he was driving through the middle of Arkansas, and I was like, "Hey, look! That's you know where that is? It's right down there." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exciting weather week. Cold rain. Yes, it was really windy. That wasn't very exciting because. Uh, we're doing this like challenge thing at school, right? For like exercise. So the, yesterday was like the only day I was gonna be able to ride my bike a little bit. Nope, that was that was not good. That <laughs> <laughs> was that was awful. I was like, oh my god, <sighs> no, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, riding a bike in wind is like suddenly going uphill very quickly. Yeah, uh, like all the time. This is just like going uphill all the time. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no, blah. <laughs> so yes, is it my fault? There's only one gear on my bike. Yes, that's true. But um, <clears throat> I don't think any more would have helped yesterday. It still would have been pretty miserable. So <laughs> never, never a good thing when you're like, well, this was a this was a walking day more than a pedaling day. Yeah, well, because like today is like too cold and mildly damp, so I don't really want to go outside today. Right. Meh. And so, <laughs> like, <laughs> had it yesterday, but the wind. No, even Susan was walking. She was like, man, yeah, it was really windy. I was like, tell me about it. I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> the best reprieve is down here at the end of the road where we were just got riding back and forth down here just for some exercise yesterday. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> down at the end of the road by this warehouse thing. They had a whole bunch of semi trailers parked on the road. It's like, ah, wind block. Wind yeah. Block. <laughs> <laughs> Reprieve. <laughs> it was real nice. I was like, man, I was questioning my whole life because I had like <clears throat> done some stuff to my bike. You know, I was like, did I tighten the chain too much? What is happening? Why is it so hard to pedal today? <laughs> Question everything. <laughs> questioning my whole life it's like are my tires flat like it just felt like uh, riding through like sand the whole time it was bad <clears throat> so but the nice reprieve of the wind block of semi trailers it's very nice so that was <laughs> so I don't know what these warehouses are storing but apparently they're not big enough because all the semi-trailers are parked on the side Jeez, of the road. Yeah, you know it's bad wind. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't, there's usually one. That makes sense. Right. Yesterday there was like nine. Like, what the heck? Plus the ones in the loading dock. Like, what in the world is happening? What are they doing over here? Holy cow. <clears throat> so it's my report from the wind yesterday okay terrible Long. terrible for bike riding terrible for fixed gear bike riding uh headwinds <laughs> that's what i learned yesterday Turn <clears throat> out. turns out who knew wait Ooh, everyone. Lots, lots of people. Sorry. oh and and it probably didn't help that i put that new seat on there right i uh, think it's slightly in the wrong spot so it was like not pedaling exactly properly. I think I put it too far forward because I was like, oh, I need to make sure it's far enough forward because my other one wasn't far enough forward the first time I put it on. Yeah. I think I put it too far. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so it's like, <laughs> I think it was a little too far forward. Makes for an uncomfortable so, ride. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of did. So <laughs> I think maybe tomorrow I might just have to. I fiddle with it slightly since I don't have work tomorrow. I might just have to do some seat adjusting and see what <laughs> just ride down the street here and see uh, what's up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause that was not fun either. Just all the badness, right? Just all, all 
bevy of badness. Well, our uh, our follow up challenge now two weeks delayed, fine, whatever, uh, was Everything's to fine. watch more Ukrainian media. Uh, yes, and so I don't know. Uh, we just round robin this or whatever, <clears throat> or um, we just all kind of talk about what we watch. Uh, but yeah, that's where I where I am right now. Should probably round robin because I watch more than one thing. I don't want to monopolize the whole time. So like, <clears throat> or if anybody else did that as well. So we'll just go with, uh, how it was hard at first for me. I'm going to say this to find something that was like relatively recent. Right. Cause I watched that one before. And so I was trying to find other like modern ones. It was yeah. a little difficult at, at first. Right. And I found there was still one that I never got around to watching. So I might have to give a follow up on that at some point, but like, <laughs> <clears throat> So who wants to go first? Okay, uh, I will. I will go first. Um, uh, yes, finding more modern ones was dif- more difficult. Uh, so the one I'll start with, I'll only report on on two, and this is the one I watched a while ago, so it's not as uh, fresh in my mind. Uh, but this is the one from uh, what is it, nineteen sixty. Five Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. Oh yeah, I also watched this one. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, this one uh, again. It's um, I. It, it's one of those things where it's like it's an older movie, but also uh, so there's like that's going against it for for me. I have a hard time watching older movies sometimes anyway. But um, and then trying to get in line with what exactly is is going on and and i'm still not exactly sure if i really understand the core of what was going on other than the the kind of like the feud between the the families right right Um, and and then but but i'm not really sure what after beyond that this one i was kind of lost in a little bit more but i was a little more distracted while i was watching this one as opposed to the the other one Ah, okay that I that I watched. I think this one had a lot more um, <clears throat> context that I might have been missing because it really just seemed like feuding family, marriage that didn't go through, and then like they kind of celebrate his death at the end of it. I didn't really yeah quite <clears throat> connect with all of the stuff. <laughs> stuff so the part that you're missing in this synopsis is the fact that his he really was in love with that girl from the other family. Right. Yeah. And then she died saving the goat or whatever. Mm. Right. So Mm. she's trying to save goat. So he is like in love with her. So they're feeding families. I think they're feeding because the uh, one of them was responsible for his dad's death at the very beginning. Right. The tree falls on that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it's a wood cutting accident. I believe is what's happening here. And uh, like you get a lot of that and then but he's in love with this other with that girl whose name i don't remember because i think i forgot to write down it's fine everything's fine um and then yeah so he is it's basically like he's all happy and he's looking forward to his life and then she dies and then he's just like depressed forever Mm -hmm. right and even though he meets that other lady when he's like shooing her horse right (laughs) Uh, and she's like loves him he kind of never got over the first girl. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. like, yeah, we're married, but like, it's very distant. whatever. Like, I don't actually like you that much, I guess. Like, okay, fine. I don't know. <clears throat> and then she like, because he's not paying attention to her, she is like cheating on him with that other dude in town. Right. At the very end of the bar thing. Yeah. All right. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, so she's like seeing this other guy and they has fight because he's like, well, I guess, uh, I guess I shouldn't be happy that you're cheating on my wife. And so they have a fight and he like gets whacked in the face with the ax, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. They just carry around these little axes. This is a thing. Uh, Oh, first of all, listeners, it's important to know that this is one of the movies that goes, it's like uh, Western Ukraine, like the Hutzel people mm-hmm. in the Carpathian mountains. This is that, it's that area. 
And then he's like bleeding from the face. He's wandering around the woods and he has like a vision of his first girlfriend that he loves. She's like calling out to him. Yes. And then they like touch hands and he dies. dies. So, so I'm guessing like he's finally with her. I think that's the message here. I think so. He's finally at peace. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. But it is cool that you get to see all these like really random things like the funeral, the weird wedding thing, the like Christmas celebration or whatever. Right. Like there's a lot of these little like it's just kind of like showing the life in the Western Ukraine in the mountains. It's just like, oh, here we are herding some goats. Here we are chopping some trees. Here we are doing a thing. It's very interesting. Yep. There's some pretty epic mustaches. Uh, throughout man this. that is so that's true <laughs> i was gonna bring that up later but oh, sorry. <laughs> traditional ukrainian dress apparently involves lots of mustaches and yes. it's it's making me very i have mustache envy from most people in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and the other one i watched too man yes uh, so anyway, i um again i so oh i should i guess i should have um not just me trying to find movies that were more modern, but I was also trying to find movies that weren't about or trying to recreate points of conflict or documentary style about wars in the past. Oh yeah. Uh, I was, I, inten- <laughs> I was intentionally trying to steer away from those, uh, which is, which was hard because those are the only ones that they really want to surface for you. Uh, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, oh, yeah. right? Like <clears throat> a lot of the movies, it a lot of Ukraine. I found that as well. Like I saw a bunch, and a lot of them do. They're kind of in the backdrop of this, and they're sort of sometimes they're just there anyway. Like you can't escape it, but it's not the forefront, right? Right. <clears throat> but I mean, it's a very long history of other people fighting over your land. So, <laughs> like, it's kind of a theme, right? It's like the thing that happens like all the time like most of the most famous battles fought in ukraine are not between ukrainians and somebody it's between like the british and the russians or the germans and the russians (laughs) or the germans and the russians again or the polish and the russians right like it's (laughs) or the ottomans and the whatever like it's very deep in their history and it definitely has i think we've talked about this a little bit about how these series of conflicts and fighting for independence and defining who they are is obviously um deeply rooted in their 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 people or how they view themselves um i was specifically wanting to find something that wasn't that that was that was a step or two kind of above that trying to put a finger on their identity i wasn't trying to look find a let me say this I wasn't trying to find a movie that was putting the finger or pointing the finger at where their identity came from. I was trying to find something that was basically saying, okay, we've established what our identity is and our history. Now this is the, this is the kind of um, art that flows from that. Yeah. Uh, And and so you have to understand the background and and to get to that kind of secondary or tertiary level of, of expression. uh, It was just part of my process of, of working kind of upstream as opposed to downstream. Yeah. And no, I think that's fair because, and I think you've stumbled on, uh, we both did that this, the, the, this movie is kind of showcasing the hustle people. I think it's what's called, right? Yeah. Like the Western Ukraine. And I, it feels like that is one of the cultural like beacons that they hold up in things. Right. Like, as far as what it means to be Ukrainian, because it shows up in a lot of things, like lots of movies take place there. Yes. Right. Lots of things. The TV show that I watched that we'll talk about later takes place there in like the Carpathian mountain region. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're working through this book I've been reading the, at the gates of Europe that, um, that Western region of Ukraine is one of the places that was like, through all the strife and all conflict and all the people fighting over the land that, that, that like Carpathian mountain region is like a bastion of Ukrainianness, Right. Because that's where a lot of people were. So like whenever like the, you know, whoever took over parts of Ukraine, like that part was like isolated enough or whatever. And it's like stayed 
more quote Ukrainian than other places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at least that's what the context that I get out of it. I could be wrong, listeners. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like it's one of the things that the culture kind of holds up as important is this cultural area in the Western mountains as being very Ukrainian because the other movie that I watched that Hutzel Cassinia movie, it takes place there. It's all about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, the costumes are the same. So, I mean, similar right to that. So that kind of dress and the traditions of that area, I think are important to the Ukrainian culture. I could be wrong, but as far as what I got from media, I'm going to say, yes, that, <laughs> that it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think again, I, I appreciated this story being told in this context, in this region, because it does tie into a lot of other stories that, that flow from this. Um, and then this the epic mustache. That's true. It's also, this movie is also kind of important because like, it was a Ukrainian director. Yes. In the Soviet lots. times. Yes. Who was right? pressured to put it in, to make it in Russian. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's not a thing that happened in the Soviet Union uh, <laughs> very often. Exactly. So that was, um, that was interesting to see that some of the, uh, uh, again, the individualism and uh, it's a Ukrainian film about Ukraine for Ukrainians. Yeah. It's I feel be, like that's true. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, right. Like that's, that's going to be part of it. And he, had, I think there's even a quote of him even saying like, I didn't write this for the Russian language. And if I did, it would kind of ruin the movie. Yeah. Um, it would, it would, you would lose some of the context, uh, through, through this. And I feel like from the other Soviet movies that I've seen, just the way that they're made, this one is like a lot better, <laughs> right? Like, because <laughs> a lot of the Soviet era movies that were made in Russia, they're just bad. Like, they're just not good. I don't, I know, maybe, I don't know. I don't think there's any saving some of them. Like, they're just awful, (laughs) right? Like, yeah. the way they're shot, the way that they make them look like stage plays, but they're like, movie, they're, the setting, I can't, I watched, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. We talked about the, the Lord of the, Russian Lord of the Rings version. Uh, and the staginess, uh, stage play and, and makeup and uh, positioning of people through that quite a bit. That, that was definitely an art that they <coughs> tried to bring in and translate the film that didn't work. It didn't work. I watched another one that I found somewhere. It was like on a list of like good Ukrainian. No, it was a lie. I didn't even write down. I didn't write down the name. It was so bad. It was so Soviet that I couldn't. Even like <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. Gotcha. It was boring. I, I think the fact that it was just like a straight drama was like not helpful, right? But then it was just so Soviet with like, here's the house, but there's like no roof on it because it looks like a stage set. It's like why? <laughs> <laughs> this movie, the the Shadows of the Forgotten Ancestors, it's like all shot. It looks like really on location. Like these are actual buildings. Actually, in the mountains. Yes. Actual, actual goats, right? Like this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a bit, even though it's kind of weird, it is odd, right? There's these weird elements, right? And we'll get more to that in a second with what I wrote. I wrote down one word that kind of sums up a lot of this, but like two words, I guess. Um, it's just like there's weird, like the, some of the camera shots are weird to like catch his depression or whatever, but like. It's it yeah, it looks weird and it's kind of hard to watch, but it's it's not a bad movie, really. No, and I, I felt like I I felt like that's kind of shown because like I didn't watch this movie with subtitles; it was just on YouTube, mm, right? Yeah, and the yeah. YouTube translation from uh, Slavic languages to English are bad, so I didn't <laughs> like they don't make any sense at all. So I just turned them off, and uh, I could follow relatively what was happening in sure. the movie, you know. I kind of Googled the plot synopsis at the end. It was like, ah, okay. I was, yeah, I was pretty close. Right. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so that was that was my first the, my first one that I watched, um, uh, and I thought it was a good. I yeah, I like. So, uh, I don't know who wants to go next. Who's on my left? Who's to my left? We'll go. Go. No, I, I don't think that's how this works. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I'll just go ahead and since um. That was also one of the movies I watched. Yeah, yeah. The other movie I watched was called The Lost Letter. Did you watch that one? No, I did not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is it. It's called The Lost Letter from 1972. Nice. Uh, fun fact, starring the same guy as in <laughs> Shadows oh. of the Forgotten Answers. So I want to shout out this Ivan guy. His name is Ivan Mikola Chuk. Chuk, Michael Mikola Chuk. I'll Google, I'll send you this later. I'm, I really apologize to his family uh, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, because I know I am. Uh, but he's like a Soviet Ukrainian actor. Uh, and this guy is just good, I think, because he acts very like expressively. And so you don't even really need to understand Ukrainian to kind of get what he's doing. <laughs> mm. So shout out to this guy. Uh, I liked him a lot. But so this movie, <clears throat> he is playing one of the other bastions of Ukrainian culture, as far as I can tell. And that is the Cossack. Oh, yes. Yes. So, man, you thought Shadows of the Forgotten Ancestor had good mustaches? Oh boy. <laughs> the Cossack look um involves a giant mustache and like hair that is basically a mohawk but like not spiked up, so it's just like laying down in a strip, right? Yeah. That's kind of the thing. It comes like forward, like one big thing. So like <laughs> it's kind nice. of awesome. A little jealous that I cannot pull off this look because I'm very bald now, but uh <laughs> I like it a lot. Anyway, he is like a fighter dude. And he has to go. He gets tasked with sending a letter to like taking this letter to the Russian leader, queen lady, I guess. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's basically him and he meets up with this other guy uh, and they go on these zany adventures to... Ah! almost dropped their microphone no to uh, deliver this letter right so like <clears throat> it's really kind of insane but like there's this like uh like <clears throat> okay this this one brings in the aspect that i was talking about uh it's there's like this like demon thing that they meet and he like tries to stop them mm. right so there's all these like weird things happening and <clears throat> they try to overcome like he's like the demon guy is like trying to stop them right mm-hmm. uh this this article refers to him as a chort which is like a little thing uh like a demon right and they they're traveling through the land meeting all these people and this demon is trying to stop them uh, and he has sewn the letter in his hat. That's important. Um, oh. The it's good that I knew the only word you need to know in Ukrainian is hat uh, shopka. And you, this movie is fine. Boom, good to go. Because <laughs> he always asks, like, "Demo ya shopka?" Like, where is my hat? Where did it go? Because they like try to steal it. <laughs> At one point, there's this like big crazy thing with like a devil, and they're like seducing the village to try to keep him there so he doesn't send the letter or whatever and he like overcomes the spell and like <laughs> gets oh his hat back and <laughs> then <laughs> it's all weird uh they take the letter to the empress and i guess then that's just it they just like go home <laughs> there you go ah. and they like defeat the demon thing and they get home and it's kind of it, like triumphantly return to the village and all that stuff. So there's like all kinds of very Ukrainian things in here, like food and stuff and <coughs> Cossackness and hats. Uh, so like, <laughs> it's very cool. 
that's very interesting. It's like a little short traveling movie where it's like, oh, they're here. They try to cross this bridge. Oh, here's a little demon thing. Oh, here's this. They do get in this situation. And it's kind of weird. They drink this mysterious liquid. Oh, no. It's a weird party with the devil and they're whatever. Like, <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, <clears throat> but the, the, uh, so kind of one of the other themes that appears to be in like a lot of Ukrainian movies is this like folk surrealism type of aesthetic. Right. Where like the folklore and the like folk traditions are very like brought to the fore. And there's this weird like surrealist kind of element. And that kind of shows up in the Shadows of Forgotten Ancestors. Right. I feel like that's a very folk surreal movie. But this one is even more so because there's like a demon and like (laughs) kind of weird stuff. And even in that like Kutzel Cassinia movie that I watched, just sort of the way that it's shot and like the color palette that they use, it kind of, I feel that. I feel like folk surrealism is a good term to describe that one as well. So like <clears throat> just kind of this very interesting mix, right? Yeah. But the fact that this one is like Cossack driven the other like very strong bastion of Ukrainianness because of the like very independent nature of Cossacks in general, right? Uh historically speaking, one of the strong like early kind of <clears throat> early Ukraine is set up and run by people that were Cossacks, you know. Um think like cowboy but on the step instead of in the american west and i feel like that's kind of the vibe that you get with cossacks right it's like 1600s cowboys right like (laughs) on the eurasian step so horsemen uh big strong leaders right like all about group and familial stuff right it's very it is very like cowboy right so if you think about like american cowboy like john wayne like all that kind of like rugged individualism and like helping the small town all that stuff like that's basically kind of the cossack vibe <laughs> you know um so historically that's what they were kind of like that they would you know, they set up these early kingdoms, the Hetmanates, right? So the Hetman is like the leader and he's a Cossack dude and they do all the stuff, but like very strong, rugged, good at battle. Like these kind of things are very prized in that type of thing. So I think <coughs> kind of the, some of that is another like pillar of Ukrainianness. Sure. Uh, and so I feel like this movie is kind of cool because it kind of showcases that out. It's uh, actually so much Ukrainianness that it was banned by the Soviet censors. Um, it was not, <laughs> that's yes. how you know it was. It was very successful at his job of showcasing Ukrainianness Jeez. that it was banned. Uh, it was not available to watch. This the censors in Moscow were like, "No, too Ukrainian, bad, whap." Like, <laughs> yeah, can't have that. So. That's how you know it's good, uh, because (laughs) it was was banned by the Soviets. So um, I thought it was kind of cool. Nice and short, like a little breezy, a little bit weird. But again, this Ivan guy, such a good actor that doesn't even matter. Right. There's like these little comedy things, right? Like his like interactions with his wife are funny. He's like, yeah, it's basically like, yeah, I'm big and tough. Yes, dear. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) oh, nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to see if he keeps popping up in other things. Look for him. He's probably in 50 more movies. So seek him <laughs> out. So I'm actually scrolling through it to see if he was in any of the ones when I was. Well, I will. I will review. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do one more uh, for me. And I jumped from 1965 to a movie that came out in 2013. Oh, nice. And. Uh, this one is called Such Beautiful People. And Oh, I saw that one on the list. Yes. I will read this. I will read the description that comes with this. And, and I have I have things. Um, they ran out from city. They escaped civilization. They live on a seashore. They fish. They make home performances. They read Japanese literature. They enjoy their lives. One of them 
lacks a man to love. And that should tell you a lot about just exactly what's not in this film. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will say that that is very that is a that is not I pulled up my list I found my description is different. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the IMDb like official official thing. Um <clears throat> All right. And I'm going to read this one. You tell me if it's closer. Okay. <clears throat> okay. The heroes of the movie are beautiful because they know that love is true happiness. A couple of people love each other more than anything else. The lonely woman fisher and her unknown writer find the paradise on the seashore. To get acquainted with the woman fisher, the writer jumps into the water and asks her to host him in order to dry his clothes. Then a new love story starts. Yeah, yeah. this movie is so slow. There is... I, okay, <laughs> It kind of sounds like it from the description. It is a couple things here. Okay, this takes place on the Black Sea, and it is absolutely breathtaking to look at. And they take, um, uh, what is this, Dimitro? Uh, the director and writer. The shots are big. They are static. There are no panning shots. There's no <laughs> move, moving shot. It is just static shots. They show the screen. People, or they show the scene. People walk in. They walk out. Boom, cut, change scene. And so it's a little different <laughs> whenever they move to shoot indoors. Um, because they do just a few of those, but most of these are outside on the water on the beach, uh, and it's just absolutely striking. Um, and so for that part, um, it's it's very um beautiful to watch, and it's very simple. And the story here is that is as as such. There's a family. They live on a beach and they go fishing. And the opening scene is some dude in a car is driving on this quote unquote road. It's a dirt track through the desert area, the highlands of, of, uh, along the black sea. And he stops at a shack. Some lady bikes up and she opens up the things and she gives him beer and dried fish. And then a bunch of workers come in and she says, Hey, uh, you random stranger. There's a lonely lady back at the, my back by where I live. Uh, you should come say hi to her. And it's, the main character, not the, even the main character. She's not the main character. Martha is. And she's lonely. She's a fisherman. And it's all, it's all, it moves so slow that I did, I did fast forward a couple times because I was like, nothing is happening here. There's so much space. It is not a movie. It, it feels out of place in that, in that context of, I watched this one much more recently. So that's why I'm more, um, <laughs> worked up about it. But Fair. it is so out of place for 2013 where there is space to be had in everything. They luxuriate on shots and there is awkward silences and they show all of it. And it is a very, very slow paced movie. And which is, which is, which is hard. So basically she, this man, it doesn't work out. He goes and Mart, um, Lubia is trying to get Martha to find a man. You need a man, need a man. And, um, Lubia, is married to a man who it's kind of hinted at that he might have some like mental disorder. He's not all there, but it's explained that he loves her unconditionally. He does all the things that a man should, and he will never leave her or their son. And so he's the perfect one for her. And so it is about Martha trying to find out who's the perfect man for her. And, and yes, um, another random man comes walking by and he's captivated by this lady and he, thinks she's a man so he says hey man can you turn here i'm gonna take your photo and she's silent and the the martha character is aggravating at times because she's so lonely she's so depressed that she doesn't say much she's not very talkative and she just kind of mopes from scene to scene until this photographer guy comes in and she falls for him um but twist here's here's the spoiler um he says, oh, I'm running out of money. I, I need to go back home for a little while. Um, I'll call you. Uh, and then we'll come back. And uh, turns out he dumps her over the phone. So we have shots of her driving her motorcycle up to the beach, up to the phone, and waiting there to call. And she goes to see him. And the other here's the other thing that really messed my mind, because I think this is supposed to be set in 2013. So the shacks that they live on the beach 
have no running water, no electricity. Um, they lead ex- exceptionally simple lives. Um, where all they do is fish and then sell that at their little stand. Um, and then they sell some to restaurants from people all over the place. But then they'll cut to them and they're wearing exceptionally modern clothing when they when they go into the the big town. And so it's a little jarring for me to put these two together of like, it's kind of odd. Like, <laughs> like the scene on the beach is beautiful, but it's except it, it comes off ex- as exceptionally impoverished. And then you go into town and I can't distinguish you from everybody else you're wearing very nice clothing you're dressed kind of fancy but again I, I, it was jarring for me because i was had these two things meshed in my mind marta's um guy that she's after claimed he was a writer and he owned a coffee shop turns out he wrote one book 10 years ago and he's a waiter at the coffee shop and there's this scene where after she comes to find him he's like you know i'm a loser nobody would ever want me blah 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 and she's like i need you and then she leaves and the final scene i will say that my the final scene is my favorite it's because it's over or because i you oh no favorite of the movie movie. okay it's amazing the it's a it's a big open huge like wide angle shot of staring on the beach out to the ocean and the sound uh, the soundscapes that they paint with this are beautiful there's ocean constantly everywhere and the waves and crinkling paper and all sorts of wind and whatever um and Martha comes walking in from the right silently. The camera is not moving, right? She walks in from the right. Then she stops about halfway into the uh, into the view, turns towards the ocean, starts walking towards the ocean and stands there with her back towards the camera. From the left side, walking in at an angle is her man who has returned to say hello to her and he's come back to live his life on the beach. And then it cuts to from the side. Now that that scenes closed and then he reaches out her hand he reaches out his hand and she takes it end of movie um he's come back and she's forgiven and they're gonna live happily ever after uh but it's <laughs> it's, it's one of those where, where it, this movie was also pitched as like what was the other synopsis that i wore ran? oh it's um oh it's like the i originally started watching this because it was like the story of um everyday ukrainians um you know rural ukrainians living their life and i'm like that's not what I got in this at all. Doesn't sound like just everyday goings on at all. It's extremely melancholic. Extremely melancholic. If if you could take the word melancholy and put make that into a movie, you'd get really close to the 2013 <laughs> Such Beautiful People. It's the color palette. You mentioned that earlier, so I don't know if that's part of Ukrainian cinema, of the colors that they choose. I don't know, but the one I watched, it was like very vibrant. This sounds like grays and yeah, more grays. Is, except for whenever, yeah, it's, it's, everything's a little muted, but that's also because the backdrop is just like brown grass and blue sky with ocean. So like, there's not a lot of color here, um, <clears throat> which I think True. helps set the tone a little bit or this, this longing, this loneliness. Um, apparently there were themes about cynicism towards city life and busy i didn't get that at all like just straight up did not get that might have been in the dialogue (laughs) but um it there's a lot of weird uh, loop backs and runarounds and things like that so i will just say that i it's a beautiful film uh it's extremely slow so if you're (laughs) and in the end it's not super satisfying how it wraps up um because it, it's, but it's one of those things like it's an extremely simple story. It's not complicated. There's not a whole lot going on. It's just one through line and it, it tells that story really well. But if you're looking for something that's going to captivate and draw you in and, you know, make you think and, oh, all these meanings, it's really not that kind of thing. Uh, but I, uh, anyway, uh, thumb, thumb and a half up. I thought maybe just one thumb up. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. So it was uh yeah. That's my final takeaway. Is it's a beautiful film to watch. If you want to see what the uh, Black Sea in Crimea looks like, go watch this film. You'll love it. There you go. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, do you have? Are you there? 
absolutely. Okay. Uh, did you have something you wanted to review? Well, so I was kind of a little all over the place, although I kind of kept the same theme as like war related, but that wasn't really on purpose. Um, I will say the first movie um, is not Ukrainian, but if you want to watch like a good, oh, sorry, if you want to watch like a decent like Soviet period like movie, I would highly recommend the 1970 Waterloo. Um, where they literally just took like a bunch of like Russian soldiers and like gave them like British and French uniforms, and they're like, all right, we're gonna recreate Napoleon's like the Napoleonic Wars, and so like thousands upon thousands of uh, um, like soldiers were like you know half as extras, and so like if you want to watch like a, like a good. Uh, hello? Did I lose you all? No, I'm still here. Oh. Curdy, 1918. Basically about um, the Ukrainian um, or the Ukraine from the Bolshevik revolution that was going on. Oh. It like Airman, you do keep cutting out, just so that you're aware. Oh, no. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron! Oh. Yeah. Am I still here? Uh, yes, I, I hear you now. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It, um, I got the, the takeaway from it that it's, like, very, um, like, four feathers-ish. Have you ever seen that movie? Um or it's like the war in Afghanistan with the British. Like it, 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 it follows this um, like friends as they go through like training together, and you know they they're kind of like conscripted into like the Ukrainian army that fights against the Bolsheviks. And there's like a, a, a weirdly a lot of romance in it that kind of caught me off guard. Um, where there's just like. Like oh, I gotta, I gotta fight for my girl back home. Kind of, you know, very. Have you guys seen the movie uh, Flyboys? Oh like, yes. Oh, this is actually pretty decent, like action and like war shots, and then it's like, ha, huh, like there's a love story, and you're like, oh, that's kind of Curdy 1918. <laughs> um, I I watched on YouTube, and I only watched clips of it. I did not have time to watch like the whole thing, but um. Like it, it's very grayscale, like movie wise. Um, it, it's fighting in like like the northern part of Ukraine, like in the winter, so it's a lot of like lots of gray. Um, but like as far as like a, not a terrible war movie, it's not bad. Um, the English was horrific, so I don't I can't tell you anyone's names because I don't remember them. But yeah, it's either Curdy. Or Cuddy, nineteen eighteen, or Battle of Curdy, nineteen eighteen, or nineteen eighteen Curdy. So it's not a bad film. Um, the next one, I, I don't know how to articulate it, but it's actually very, um, like very like well shot. And this is like um, this came out in uh, twenty nineteen, and it's called a Rising Hawk or Hawk Rising, depending on what translation you want to go with. But it's about this guy who, like, defends his village from the Mongolian invasion of the 13th century. And, like, he, he's trying to defend his wife, and his wife dies. And so he's, like, kind of, you know, saved his village for his son. And it's just like, oh, well, this is, I mean, it, I, I could not understand a word because it was, it was on YouTube, and it was spoken in Ukrainian, but the translations were, like, in Mandarin. And so... I have like no idea what was actually said except for what I did research um, afterwards, but it's called Rising Hawk. And it's kind of like um, the movie Pathfinder. It's kind of shot in that kind of style or cinematic um, like lens. Where, I forgot about that movie. Whoa. Right. So it's like, it's, it's more mythical because it's kind of like yeah. the Ukrainian folk. Pale mythology mix, and so it's like 
all the person have like superhuman abilities and watch them jump. But like the fight sequences that I watched, again, I have no idea who was who, but I was like, oh, this is moderately pleasant, kind of. But not not too much in depth, but it, it was I think uh I don't have my notes because they're at home. But I think both movies are shot by the same studio, but different directors. But yeah, Curdy nineteen eighteen was uh came out in two thousand eighteen and then Rising Hawk came out in two thousand nineteen. So those are my two films that I kind of watched briefly. I did not watch all I, I kind of skipped through one of them and only watched clips of the other ones. But as far as like because I was thinking a little bit more like, oh, you know, lower budget, ha 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 kind of thing. But both of them are actually like very well praised in Ukraine and actually like didn't do too bad like financially. But both of them have like decent, you know, CGI and you know acting. And so I was like, oh, I, I was not disappointed in both of these films. So I think I did pretty good. If I actually sat down and watched them, I'd have a little bit more of like, oh, so that's the the mythology behind this. And but I was just kind of running around watching clips. And the movie that I did watch almost the entirety through was not in English. So <laughs> it didn't really help me until I after I looked it up. It's all good. It's part of the experience, you know. It's right. exciting. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Brandon, you've had, uh, oh. I, I have, those are my movies. Okay. Uh, did you I have, have one more. You have one more? Okay. I have a yeah. television show. Okay. So, I oh. discovered that the Ukrainian television station, I believe it's just called One Plus One, uh, they have a YouTube channel. <clears throat> so, you can watch like Ukrainian news, they do live broadcasts on there, so you can kind of stay up to date with what's going on. Um, but they also have some television shows that they have produced on the channel. Blam. So you can just watch them. <clears throat> uh, there's a couple different ones. So I just picked one at random and started watching it. And I, I'm only, there's two seasons. I'm like somewhere in the middle of season one. I don't remember exactly how many episodes I am in <clears throat> but uh, it's like a comedy show it's kind of awesome and I kind of like it it's called <laughs> it's called it's called the last Muscovite or the last Muscal yeah so basically uh, there's this like young pretty boy from Moscow his name is uh, when I wrote it down somewhere <clears throat> I think his name is Valera Maybe. Yeah, we're going to go with that. <clears throat> so Valera is uh, in Moscow. He's a Muscovite. Okay. Hanging out in Moscow doing rich boy Moscow things. Okay. So he's like, think about your stereotype of what a young, rich Muscovite is like. So he's really attractive, blonde hair, tons of money, spends all the time at like bars and stuff. Yeah, it's uh -huh. him. Um. <clears throat> Basically, something happened. Again, this is all in Ukrainian slash Russian. So, like, I don't know exactly know what's happening. But he, his dad, I think, is in trouble with the Russian mob. <clears throat> so he has to flee. And he goes to live with his uncle, Ivan, in the Carpathian Mountains of Western Ukraine, in this little Hutzel village. <laughs> and it's nice. Exactly. Okay. It's kind of hilarious uh, because, like, the people in the village don't like Russians, right? Uh, and he uh, doesn't like the mountain village life, right? He's kind of not excited to be here. Uh, so it's kind of this, like, fish out of water story of, like, he's trying to live the life in the mountains, but he's, like, really bad at it. Like, he really just screws up everything. <laughs> but uh, there's also a school teacher that is uh, super gorgeous, and he's, like, like he meets her in the first day. He's like, Oh, maybe the mountains aren't so bad, but she kind of doesn't care about him. Cause he's like a rich snooty Muscovite boy. And <clears throat> he sucks at doing anything useful in the village. And right. so like, <laughs> there's this weird, like, like he really wants to impress her and she's kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> 
But there's also this other guy that likes her, and he's just like a dork, right? Um, you can tell because he buttons his shirt collar all the way up to the top button. That's how you know. Mm. That's the signal for dorkness. Um, okay. Don't wear your shirts like that, people. Just don't do it. <clears throat> if you have a button-up shirt, leave the top one open. Okay, please. <laughs> top two will be fine. Just don't, don't do it all the way up. It's weird. Um, <clears throat> so, like, they have, like, this weird thing where they're, like, competing for her affection and like he tries to like he's living in his uncle's like this cabin outside his house and he's trying to do something he was like trying to cook supper for her or whatever and he ended up like lighting the cabin on fire and burned it down <laughs> like he, <laughs> he him and his uncle went out in the forest like looking for mushrooms and like <clears throat> he brought his gps so he wouldn't get lost and then the uncle like smashed it and like but then the uncle lost his compass. So they're like lost in the woods for a little while. <laughs> like he had to kill a pig. They were trying to get him to kill the pig to eat for the thing. And he like, couldn't do it. And then like, he like accidentally shot his uncle in the butt with shotgun, right? Like slapstick humor all over the place. Right. It's really, <laughs> so I just kind of like this show a lot. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's very enjoyable. Just like watching this kind of like, these interaction of, and even though I don't, uh, my Ukrainian is not good, right? It's very bad. Uh, you can still kind of, you pick up a couple words here and there now. And, uh, the tone, they do a really good job of like the tone that they're speaking in, right? Like serious tone or like really happy tone, right? So it's very, <laughs> you could kind of follow along a little bit with just expressions and stuff. Sure. Um, so there's a little silliness, right? Like, you know, you have to ask some questions about, television right like your old uh like they just put things in the episode because they'll be funny not because they make sense like oh why is there a bear locked up in this cage thing outside the school sure no one knows right <laughs> like is. why is there an axe in the school classroom i i don't know maybe that's a thing i whatever but like <laughs> <laughs> don't really have answers for that. You know, doesn't really make sense, but it makes for like funny situational comedy, I guess. So nice. And so that's, it's, it's on its second season. You said, I think there's two seasons. Two seasons. Okay. I think it, cause this is from 2015. Yes. The first season was April 14th, 2015. Season two was 2017. <clears throat> so uh yeah it's pretty funny i like it a lot um <clears throat> a lot of it is shot in the carpathian mountains right let's see and some other places Right, so it's like shot on location. It's like in the mountains. So it does, you do get the mountaininess, right? The mountains are very gorgeous, right? Let's just be real here. Um, <clears throat> so again, there are like Hutzley people because like the hats are and the shirts they wear sometimes are the same ones that are in the movie, right? Some of the movies I saw, so like <laughs> that traditional kind of garb costume to kind of like play it up a little bit. Like the village, like the village leader guy wears that, you know? So it's like, hey, look, bam. It's like identifiable thing. <clears throat> so it's pretty good. Uh, I kind of like it. The episodes are nice and short too. They're like 20 minutes. So you just watch a couple and then I know. Right. So like <laughs> <laughs> you can watch a little bit and then boom. Good. Cause you do have, because it is a, uh, you know, because it, you know, you don't really understand the what's happening like through the dialogue and I'm sure I'm missing some of it through there. Sure. Um, you have to like pay really close attention while you're watching it to see all this stuff. <laughs> Cause you can't like, it's not one where you can like, uh, you know, you can be doing something else and listen to it. You can't, you can't do that. So like, <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I, that's what I did when I tried to watch shadows of forgotten ancestors. <laughs> then I looked up and I was like, well, I have waited that, minute. that movie. You cannot do that. Right. I, I learned that in the first like five minutes. I was like, okay, I have to start sober because I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> like, you have to devote your full attention to what's going on like stare at it <laughs> unblinkingly <laughs> uh, yeah I like that movie okay. I like this TV show I think it's great from the comments that I translated 
in Google Translate. Uh, it seems it's very popular. There's more. There's a lot of like same ones like oh, I used to watch this with my dad, right? Same like all all TV shows have on there, but like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, nice. I, it's a good one. I thought I it was it. good. I don't know okay. if anybody else thinks it's good. I don't know if Ukrainians think it's good, but I kind of like watching it. So I know <laughs> listeners, <laughs> Ukrainian listeners, you have to tell me: is this a good show? Yes or no? And if no, what's a better one? I can watch. Okay, I need to know. <laughs> well, we'll look for the we'll look for those suggestions <laughs> to come in as we continue our uh, working through uh, Ukrainian media and, yes. and such. I enjoyed it. I do. It's fun. Very good. Well, uh, I need to bounce. Unfortunately, so, all right. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll we'll do this again tomorrow. Ah, we'll we'll reveal the th- we'll. Look, peek behind the curtain, and we're recording tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow or Tuesday? Tomorrow. Okay. Calendar tomorrow. Ooh. All right. Uh, I might be on the the road again, but I will. Okay, uh, I can do I can do tomorrow or Tuesday. Wednesday, not so much. So, because uh, I'm, I, but yeah, just keep keep us posted. So, I mean, can yeah, you do Tuesday? Tuesday would probably be, be easier. Tuesday would Tuesday. probably be easier because Monday we have an away game. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move it. I'm gonna send. Uh, there you guys go. Okay. All right. And we'll I go guess. from there. Sweet. Okay. Great guys. Good. Love Alrighty. you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye.